Talk Show. Recorded live. Hello and welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. With special guest today, Bones. This is the Monday after Super Bowl show. Bones, how are you today, brother? I'm great, brother. I'm great. Great to be here. Great to be talking to you. Fantastic. Fantastic. You know, before we really get into anything, I just want to say uh, a rest in peace to Edwin Jackson, linebacker for the Indianapolis Colts, who died after being struck by a suspected drunk driver. Uh, you know, yesterday was big NFL day. NFL took some losses. I, I believe a Seattle Seahawks player's father and members of his family died at a Super Bowl party. Their house burned mm. down in Cleveland, Ohio. I think there was four deaths there. Plus, you had this wow. young man, Edward Jackson. I mean, you know, yesterday has to be one of the drunkiest driving days of the year. I am a hundred percent, and I can say this: if I'm lying, I'm flying, and I cannot fly bones. I have never drank and drove ever under mm-hmm. even the influence of one solitary beer. And a man my size should be able to handle a beer and drive. I am anti a hundred percent to my soul against getting behind a wheel of a car and being under the influence of alcohol. I think that you put innocent lives in jeopardy that just don't make any sense whatsoever. Any sense whatsoever. Yes, absolutely. Life is precious. You know what? Everybody claims to be balling. That's the thing that kills me. Everybody claims to be balling big, but nobody has spent $25 to catch a cab. You balling, but you can't spend $25 to catch a cab? And yeah, and they made things so easy now where you can um book your ride with through uh Uber and Lyft. Yeah, exactly. Or you have that okay, most of us out of a crew of six or seven guys, there's always that one guy who's basically barely a drinker. Right. You know, I grew up with guys who one of them you know actually. He waited till he was like 45 years old to become a drinker. But that meant <laughs> all of our 20s, all of our mm-hmm. 30s, and our early 40s, he never touched a drop of booze, even on his own birthday. He was the designated driver on his own birthday. I mean, but it, it, something has to be said. You know, it, this is a waste of life. You know, this guy has stuff going on for him, this Edwin, ja- Edwin Jackson. He's yeah. a walk-on. You know how hard it is to walk on an NFL team, undrafted, yeah. start nine games, and somebody just, okay, you know what? I'm tanked. Let me get behind the wheel of my car. Whatever happened to people saying they sleep it off in their car? Well, sleep it off wherever the hell you are. You know? So I I just wanted to say that. Now, before we get to the Super Bowl, did you watch any of the UFC this weekend? No. I was in a a kiddie party, so I couldn't focus watching watching that and a whole bunch of kids in Dave and Buster's. Oh, well, I can dig that. I don't think that's the place for UFC. I mean, it was some bloodbaths on this uh, card to begin with. 
But the reason I bring it up, I watched the card. It wasn't a spectacular card. Uh, Dragon Machada actually won, which I was shocked. I thought he was basically done. The guy that I wanted to see the most, John Dobson, his fight didn't even happen because the guy he was fighting, Pedro Munoz, couldn't make weight. But the big deal of this whole UFC card was Valentina Shafnikova beat this Priscilla Chochia to a bloody pulp. She landed something like 243 punches to three. Wow. 243 punches to three. The referee watched her be tied up and just bang, bang, banged and never stopped the fight. Mm. So I, I rewatched, I watched the fight and I said, let me rewatch the fight. Now, this Mario uh, Yamasaki, I'm thinking that maybe he's just a status. And he was getting off on watching the amount of punishment that this woman was taking. Because it wasn't like he wasn't close to the action. He leaned over and he looked at her. He leaned over and looked at her maybe five, six times. Bone, she was tied up where she had no defense, arms, legs, anything. It was just getting punched and opened up and opened up and more opened up. There was blood everywhere, head-to-toe blood. And I, I, I say to myself, damn, man, how does this guy keep his license as a judge? Yeah. You're there to – judges, referees are there to protect the two combatants. Yes. When I used to box, and I had beaten people to the point where referees need to actually say, that's enough. And I was happy. Trust me, I was happy. Fight's over. What else am I supposed to do to this guy? What literally, mm -hmm. he's given up. His corner don't want to lose him, so they don't throw in the towel to save him. It's your job to save him because you're impartial. You don't know me from a can of paint. You don't know him from a can of paint. You know, referees, you know, that, 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 that's, that's horrible. Now let's, let's get to the, uh, the meat and potatoes. We had the Super Bowl. Before I want to talk about the Super Bowl, I think that today, being Monday, America's got to find a way to make Monday after the Super Bowl a national holiday. <laughs> yes, yes, that would be great. Okay, some you got you got you got some jobs that people need to go to work. There's some jobs that people, you know, we need nurses to show up at work. We need uh, emergency room attendants to show up at work. But most people are wasted from last night, tired from last night. This has got to be one of the most unproductive days of the year, wouldn't you think? Yes, 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 sir. I sure do. And in, and in the amount of people who call out sick anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you could call us call in sick Monday or unproductive Monday. They all, I guess they, they, they both uh, are. <laughs> I mean, this is not a day. And on top of it, you got if people are at work. Now, I'm not saying I'm talking office work. That's a different. Right. That's a different kind of work. People in offices are talking about the shit that went on last night at their parties. You know, who yeah, ate like, too much? Right, 
I'm pretty sure it's like an unofficial holiday where people are, yeah, unofficial. Like yeah, people yeah, people just not going to be on the road. Right, going to yeah, work. yeah, people at work, uh, they, they spend it. You see them around the cooler, the printer, the coffee machine. You know, I had six people over and five of them didn't bring a damn thing, blah, blah, blah. Yes, you yes, know. yes. <laughs> this, this one, you know, I had three people. They blew up the bathroom. I, you know, I knew I shouldn't have made that goddamn dip. <laughs> you know. So, did you watch the game? Yes, I did watch the game. Okay. I, yeah, I did watch the game. Actually, this was actually really the first game this season I watched through its entirety. But I did watch the game. Well, I eat football, so I watch over the course of a, a regular season because I watch Red Zone. I must watch mm-hmm. hundreds of football games, hundreds. It sounds like, how the hell could you watch hundreds? Because Red Zone shows all 17 or all 16 games that day. Mm. They show bits and clips. So I, 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 my wife is a, a diehard football fan. So in my home, nothing goes on on Sunday but football. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> we watch the London game. We have never... Even if we're on the road, even if we're in Vegas, we get up 10 o'clock in the morning, we go eat breakfast because West Coast games start at 10 o'clock. Right. And we, we either find a bar with a television or we don't leave our room without watching the game. So I never, I schedule nothing on Sunday. Absolutely, positively, there's nothing. You're not getting me to go anywhere and you can come by, but you better be a football fan. I don't want to. I don't want to give a damn about some movie that you want to see. I don't care. It's not happening. You know, you watch the football mm-hmm. in my house. There's no cleaning. We don't wash on Sundays. The only thing we do is cook and watch football. That's it. There's no washing the car. That. There's no washing clothes. There's no cleaning the house. Those are days. You know what? I, I guess I'm like a seven day Adventist. When it comes to that, <laughs> and my religion is football, but I thought that this in particular, somebody's calling in. What did you think of the game? Um, I thought that you know how sometimes some players it may be me um, ordinary, and then they just an event happens and they play an extraordinary game. And that's what I thought that Nick Foles played. He played an extraordinary game, and he's an ordinary player with mistake-free football. And he had one of those chance-of-a-lifetime deals. You know, and he, he answered the call. Of You know, when the Patriots, you know, came back, he answered it. He answered it time after time. I thought he had a, he had a, a great game. And the Eagles okay. defense, I mean, even though the Eagles defense they did enough, you know, at the end, you know, to uh, secure their, their victory. As you know, Tom and company was coming back for you. But I think he was the, the difference maker, the quarterback. Mm. Who we got here with us? Netboy's back. Hey, Netboy, did you Morning. watch the Super Bowl? Yeah, of course. I, I, I caught the whole game. What did you think of the game? 
I enjoyed that. I thought it was one of the better Super Bowls. Uh, it was more offense than defense, really, until like the last play of the game. But I thought it was an awesome game. Oh, uh, okay. Well, now I'm going to chime in. It was the most entertaining Super Bowl that we've had in God knows how long. Maybe ever. We watched two offenses. It, we didn't watch a professional football game. I don't want anybody to get confused. The New England Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles did not play a professional football game. That shit was college football. That was Oklahoma versus Texas. I mean, it was there was zero defense. And there was one play of defense. Uh, Brandon Peters knocks the ball out of Brady's hands to get the fumble recovery. Other than that, there was zero defense. You're not supposed to have a thousand yards of offense in a Super Bowl. Yeah. And think about <laughs> it. There were four points. The, the final score was what? 41-33? Really, Philadelphia scored 42 because they missed a kick. Yeah. And the Patriots scored 37 because they missed a field goal and an extra point. So there was an additional five extra points left. Now, I thought both quarterbacks was outstanding. I thought I thought those Eagles receivers and this young kid Clemens or Clement, number 30, the running back, yeah, they mm-hmm. they were going all out. They were diving for everything. They, if the ball was in the vicinity, they caught it, and so it was exciting offense. I was waiting the whole time for who's going to get a sack, who's going to get a fumble. Okay, the Eagles came through in the end. The Eagles earned it. Eagles earned the Super Bowl, but it was a crazy, crazy game. I mean. I like a little defense, man. I like somebody to get stopped on third down. Folks, Foles never got stopped on third down, it seemed like, the whole game. Yeah. Did you realize? Yeah. Did you all realize that New England never punted the whole entire game? Oh, wow. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. New, it was one play where I was like, they should have punted. Yeah, but you know what? But New England, you know what? New, I agree with you. New England should have punted. Hey, June, what's going on, brother? What's up? New England should have punted, but then me being a fool, I thought that there was a time that Philadelphia should have punted. On fourth down, they went for it and got it. Yeah. So Philadelphia they had play. some gutsy play calling last night. Now, yeah, I'm going to tell you. what um, Belichick does. I'm going to tell you two people who blew the game. Two big blows of the game. I blame Belichick for the first time, and Pat. I mean Matt Patricia. Patricia had two weeks to prepare the New England Patriots for a backup quarterback, and he flunked. He failed. I mean, this is a the dog ate my homework. <laughs> he and on top of it, now this is how I blame Belichick. Belichick didn't take the reins from him and say, you know what, Patricia, you're out of here anyway because he's he just he's going to be the the, the uh, head coach of either the Colts or the Lions. Mm-hmm. I would have said, you know what, 
You can get the fuck off the field, take your backwards hat. You can shave your beard and kiss my ass. Get out of here. I'm running this defense. But can you blame him if, because um, according no, to the reports, just, just they pulled him, that's uh, Malcolm Butler in the beginning of the game. And why, what was that about? What they the hell is that well. about? That was a total diss. He he had um he had on paper that he was uh they had him as an injury he was into the hospital and then they told him right before the national anthem you ain't playing you you're gonna be on special teams. You know what? This was one of those times the Patriots didn't have to act so patrioty. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They could have actually broke their normal script. You know how the Patriots are? We're this program. We're this machine. No, they could have literally said, you know what? We're going to have a little leniency. Malcolm Butler would have been better than this kid, Roe. And and Philadelphia attacked Roe's ass. They attacked what was that, that kid. What was that trick play about with uh, Brady trying to catch it? They didn't need to run well, that. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to tell you something now, June. <laughs> Brady is a great quarterback. But Brady is a shitty athlete. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no way in the world that Brady was not supposed to catch that ball. Yeah, I know. <laughs> because Everybody Brady would have caught the ball. He was on, he was going to catch it and run right to the sideline. Right out of yeah, but, He wasn't going to. Mm-hmm. Would you want him yeah, to run in the middle of the field and get smashed? No, no, I'm no, saying he was on the sidelines. He was just going to run right out of bounds anyway. He wasn't going to go no further than that. Yeah, yeah but that would have given him a first down. Now, I'm going to say one play to yeah. refs blew big time. Mm-hmm. When Cooks got knocked out by Malcolm Jenkins, Jennings or Jenkins, whatever the hell his name is, yeah, that was a head-to-head hit. The Patriots should have got first down and 15 yards. The Patriots wound up not scoring on that drive because they didn't get a first down. And that hurt them. Brandon Cooks being injured hurt him because he's their bomb threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got leveled. Uh, he got well. He got done in. Yeah. And and you know what? I it, like I said, it's very entertaining game. I love the game. Now I, I want to talk about something comical from the game because this guy is one of my favorites to dislike. Beckham? Kevin Hart tried to steal the oh. after game. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, Kevin Hart. <laughs> Kevin Hart tried to steal the after game. Uh, you you're not familiar with this, June? Nah, <laughs> no, I didn't see that. <laughs> well, first, <laughs> Kevin Hart had an evening to forget. First, Kevin Hart tries to go up, and you gotta look at the video. I want you to look at the video. He tries mm-hmm. to go up on the podium. With a trof- tro- the trophies being presented, and he tries to go up before Ernst. Now, could you imagine that? He wants to, he wants to go up before the players. Oh, <laughs> so they hold him back from doing that. Then he gets kicked off the NFL network later on in the evening for being drunk and disorderly. <laughs> he was actually <laughs> that was hilarious, man. And then, and then later on that evening, Kevin Hart posts another drunken video about kids don't drink, but then I don't give a fuck. I'm drunk. Oh no! 
Wow. So nah, Kevin Hart, and, and he said his wife was begging him the whole time, baby, don't do it. And he was like, because Kevin Hart got this mistake in his mind. He used this word that doesn't make sense as sports fans. This is a word we, we should not use when it comes to sports. There's no we. We don't play on the team. There's no we. <laughs> Kevin Hart had the nerve to say we played a good game. Kevin Hart, you don't play on the team. <laughs> You're not on the team, so there is no we. I love the Cowboys. I love the Spurs. I love the Yankees, but I never refer to them as we. That's them. Yeah. I just root for them. So Kevin Hart, and see, here's the thing. Nothing's going to change. Kevin Hart's going to do the same shit come um, All-Star NBA, Weekend. NBA, yeah. Yeah, he's going to steal that one, too. They were interviewing the guy who sacked Brady and, and knocked the ball out of his hand. He's, mm-hmm. He took over that whole interview. The dude couldn't say one word. Then he dropped the F-bomb. Deion Sanders finally said, Kevin, it's time to go. Yeah. <laughs> time to go, Kevin. Wow. It was, before that. Like you ain't going to mess up my bread and butter. You out. <laughs> no. Think about it. It's the NFL Network. There are 100 million people watching, and Kevin Hodge said, what did he say? We did a fucking great job. You don't say that. He's a professional. He knows you don't say that on NBC, ABC, CBS. This ain't Showtime and HBO or YouTube. He's from Philly? Yes, Kevin Hodge, a proud yeah. Philadelphian. Yeah, yeah that's the biggest. I mean, their fans are the worst. Uh, Listen, they proved it. There are Mm -hmm. video after video and post after post (laughs) of them tearing that place from limb to limb. They act like they lost the game. They They act like they they lost. No, they have one video where the the fan eats horse manure. See, now that that fucking guy should be locked in an insane asylum. 5150. There's a there's a thing called 5150 where you get a 72-hour hole. <laughs> yeah. He needs a 72-hour hole. There's no fucking way in the world that you celebrate winning a championship that you didn't play. Let's, let's, we have to remove ourselves just for a second. I get excited. Trust me, I bounced off the walls in my house many a times. I celebrated many a championships. But I always have a fine line that I didn't do shit. I didn't do shit. I knew. You didn't do anything. Even even as I cussed the guy on the free throw line, I didn't help in any way. It's not like I got in his head. (laughs) I don't exist. I'm just just enjoying this. Now, that guy is a sick bastard. I mean, they they messed up the Rocky statue. They turned over. They fell through an awning. That shit that they put on the light poles didn't matter. They climbed them anyway. Yeah, they mm-hmm. would say, I never heard someone have to put Crisco on the damn pole so people wouldn't climb it. <laughs> well, forget the Crisco. They said the Crisco didn't work, Nick. So they went to hydraulic fluid. <laughs> and that didn't work. That didn't work. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you know how slippery hydrofluid is? I mean, damn, yeah. that didn't work. Now, yeah, let me ask you guys a question. I yeah. actually have a list. Were y'all impressed with any of the well, let's, what do you want to start with first? Halftime or commercials? 
commercials. Well, I know your I know your favorite is Odell. So <laughs> okay, let's let's go let's go to commercials. Was there any commercials that stood out to any of you guys? Well, to me, the one that was when we was watching the commercial when they said Martin Luther King spoke, everybody got quiet. And listen to the thing. And then as we was looking, we started saying, yo, this is some bullshit. A truck, <laughs> you know, about that. That was just so disrespectful. You know why I didn't have a problem with that to a degree? Because I'm thinking of the amount of people that actually watch the Super Bowl and how many of them are not really 100% familiar with Dr. King speaking. They got to get a, a a some wisdom dropped in their brain. And his family had to give the okay. It's not like you could just yes, use absolutely. King's right. speeches. But I'm thinking about the people who don't know him. And and for the first time they heard words like that. And his words are always powerful. And they didn't even mm-hmm. use the most powerful speech because they tried to use something that we didn't hear too often. Yeah. But maybe it resonated with 30,000 people who were on some kind of fence about black people. And, you know, if, if it's helpful, I'm with it. So I, I didn't really have a beef with it. But uh, name some other commercials. Because, I mean, I do have a list here. I, I actually had, made myself a list. I had because two. this is well, not something I could just try to remember. I enjoyed the Amazon commercial, and I enjoyed the um, commercial with Morgan Freeman and uh, Tyrion from Game of Thrones. Okay, what was the Amazon commercial referring the Am- to? The Amazon was when the Alexa voice went out and they had Anthony Hopkins, uh, Cardi B, um, um, okay, the chef. Uh, uh, Gordon Ramsay. You know yeah, what? I agree. That was good. One of my favorite commercials of the whole night was Steven Tyler in the Kia going backwards. I thought that was great. Who wouldn't want to get in a car and be able to go backwards in life to regather mm-hmm. moments? Well, because I think, think about it. Commercial. He got in the car as Steven Tyler, old 60-something-year-old man, and when he got out of the car, he was Steven Tyler, 22 years old. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty good. I like Benjamin David DeVito Button, turning into a, a human M&M. <laughs> I didn't like the Tide commercials. The Tide, uh, which one? I, I, the, there was 500 Tide commercials. Yeah, I remember they brought the, the, the black guy on the horseback, but I was like, wasn't that a, a deodorant commercial before? Yeah, but the thing was, that's what Tide was doing. They were like, you think this is a commercial about something else? It's a commercial about Tide. Oh. So Tide did that like to four commercials. Now, one that was really weird to me was that super skinny girl drinking the Diet Coke and oh, yeah. dancing to Rag-A. Yeah, I ain't and get that. She was about 18 pounds. And she was drinking <laughs> a Diet Coke. And she had the yeah. most distracting pants and shoot socks on I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I didn't like that one at all. I did love the, I loved the four commercial with the Vikings. I thought that shit was funny. The Vikings going to the Super Bowl and they get to the Super Bowl and find out the team lost, and now they got to oh, go yeah. backwards. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like that commercial. I like the Budweiser commercial showing that they give water relief. 
but I noticed one of the cities was missing in the water relief name. I did not see Flint, Michigan's name. Mm-hmm. I, I seen Florida. I seen Texas. I seen Puerto Rico. I seen the Virgin Islands. I did not see Flint, Michigan. And it's good to know that these major corporations, when they have these type of things, that they send out millions of cans and bottles of water to these places. Because naturally, if you think about it, if a disaster happens, what's one of the things we can't survive without? Food and water. Uh, the old Dell and Eli commercial was a crock of shit. Yeah, but to me it was just a football commercial in the Super Bowl. That's all. <laughs> they always uh give or take. Well, I have to say, I had a thought, and this is the first thought that passed my mind. And this reference is only going to count to people that used to watch Oz on HBO. Mm, yeah. <laughs> When I seen Eli and Odell, the first thing that came to my mind was Beecher and <laughs> Schillinger when they had a dance scene in Oz. <laughs> and I was like, it was a dance scene basically saying, I know I raped you, now get over it. Uh, I don't. You know, some giant see giant fans don't mind. The rest of people that you know normal in the in the world. When's the last time you had a man hold you tightly and dance? Just think about that. How long was that in your life, Net? Uh, I don't think that ever. Okay, June. How long was that in your life? Nah. <laughs> Bones, is that normal in your life? No, not at all, bro. Okay, because no man is twirling me around and picking me up in the air. I don't understand. I didn't understand. I think it was a commercial saying that this is what what celebrations of touchdowns are going to be next year. And I'm hoping if it is, then stop it. Reband them now. But it seems to be like some kind of consorted effort to include that in like everything now. Like yeah, it is. And New York for New York City here where we're at. They just, they just, New York City got rid of the uh, father-daughter dance because it, it, it excludes people. They, they want to be in compliance with the gender laws. Okay, so because you, yeah, but there's no daddy-son dance, and there shouldn't yeah, be a daddy-son dance. Yeah, that's the problem. But normally, they want to influence that, encourage it. <laughs> yeah, but so they, they, they do no, the they do the. They do the father-daughter dance to, uh, you know, to embolden and empower women. And, you know, that's that's what the purpose of that father-daughter dance is, you know. I don't have a problem with uh, father-daughter dance. I don't even have a, a – which means the opposite, son and mama dance. I would have no problem. But mama, yeah. daughter, daddy, son, no, it, it that's when we crossing a line. And I yeah. have no problem – I am. I don't want you to be honest and speak your mind anytime. Don't don't hold back, because if you hold back on the show, it it it, it kind of later on you regret that you didn't say what you said because you could be wrong or you could be right. Yeah. But me personally, I might have been the biggest, and June knows this to be true. I used to yeah. be the biggest homophobe on the planet, and then one day <laughs> I fucking woke up, I, and and what woke me up was what are they taking from me? Nothing. Yeah. 
when I was younger, I used to actually think that they were like taking something from me. Right. Uh, and, you, I, you... and then one day, it, I just said, you know what? Doc, you're about a dumb motherfucker. They got nothing to do with you. They don't want your woman, so that ain't the issue. When you have kids, you have a different outlook. Yeah, well, see, here's the thing. I don't think a lot of homophobic parents think about what could be their children. Because what you perceive as a normal 8-year-old could be a 14-year-old down the line telling you, I love men. You don't know that. You can't look at an 8-year-old automatically and say that. You can't look at a 12-year-old and say that. It's not until they get sexually awoke that they know what they're going to be. But you don't want to, you still don't want them to be influenced either. Like, no, but you want to know something? Like, what they I don't have, think... they want Because they have a, uh, they have a, a same-sex curriculum that they're going to be teaching now in the schools. Well, I don't, I, you know, but damn, man, I don't, I, I don't even know how that would fly or what that would be about. Well, I think that, because I think be now you gotta, kids got to learn earlier because, like, my daughter class, there's a, <clears throat> there's a, stu- there's two students, actually. One has two moms and one has two dads. She, 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 last year, I mean, she met these students in kindergarten. So they, they got to learn something early on or you go be like, what the hell is going on? Right. See, here's, here's, here's the thing that you can't confuse. Nobody should confuse. Uh, be an acknowledgement of something doesn't have anything to do with influence because sexuality is personal. That is so personal that everybody should think about it. You could be a heterosexual, right? Mm-hmm. But you're a heterosexual, you got quirks. We all got our own quirks, and nobody knows those quirks. That shit is private. That's between you and whoever the hell you in your bedroom with. Some guys like women with giant breasts. Some guys like women with giant asses. There's some guys who like cellulite women. And it, so just what turns you on and what you know are two different things. They're not mutually exclusive. And I don't know why... As a society where we're supposed to be intelligent, we're so stupid. Just because tolerance, see, and that's what I think, uh, I, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Ned, you're talking about teaching them tolerance. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly, because they're going to be around it. Practically so what is the, what is the problem with life. teaching tolerance? That's all. Not uh, being acceptance. You can accept a lot of things doesn't mean that you want to be involved with it. Yeah, I have another example. I mean, it's not geared to a gay, but it's geared more towards race. I have a friend whose son has a a good friend that's white and his his aftercare. His kids play together all the time. So the kid is having a my friend's son is having a birthday party and he uh he asked the friend, "Hey, can you come to my birthday party?" He said, "I don't think my mom will let me go cuz she doesn't like black people." Oh, see, okay then. Now, just now we talking no tolerance at all. But you know, I have I have no problem. Do I need Do I need somebody always constantly preaching to me about anything? No, I don't think it's fair. I don't want I don't want the religions preaching to me about their god all day. So I don't need you to preach to me about your sexuality. But one thing that I found out to be true in my life, June. If you don't like penis, 
you ain't fucking touching penis. <laughs> Period. <laughs> it's simple. If that shit don't turn you on, the last thing you want is that shit in your ass or your mouth. You not going near it. I don't give a fuck how many TV shows or rap stars or influence is out there. You're not touching it. What? Yeah, but when it, but when it comes into the school, like peer pressure with the kids, that's a little different. Though. Listen, there ain't enough peer pressure in the world to make a guy take a dick in his ass unless he wants to. That, that's bullshit, June. There's no one. There's not that kind of peer pressure. That's 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 a that's that's a lousy ass excuse. I have never. I've heard a lot of shit over my life. I got peer pressured into sucking some dick. I've never heard that as an excuse. I've never yeah, heard that lot, one as an excuse. Okay, but you got a lot of pedophiles as it is. And, See, but you're talking now. You're talking rape. <laughs> yeah, but for See, them, when you deal yeah. with a pedophile, it, let's always use the right term. Pedophile is a rapist. They're yeah, a rapist. Have, yeah, but first you have to find out that the person is a pedophile. <laughs> well, you know? you know what? You know, it's kind of easy. Why are we leaving eight-year-olds and nine-year-olds in the care of adults? We don't leave nine and eight year and five year olds in every fucking adult's care just because they're an adult. Most most people who abuse children are in the family. Shit. You want to be honest? They're in the family. They're at the church. They're not the school teacher per se. They're the coach. They're the babysitter or the babysitter's son. Because I have one rule. And this one gets me in trouble all the time. Any man who offers to babysit children on a regular basis that are not their own has to be watched five times more than other people. It's not a natural reaction for men to want to watch other people's children. It's not, we're, not, we're not maternal. That's not a paternal thing. Uh, well, okay, then some people feel uncomfortable with <clears throat> men dating men, <laughs> and they don't feel that's natural either, so they're going to look yeah, at but- but what can you do about it? You just used a key word in there. There's a big key word you used. Men. What is what two other men have to do with what you do? How in any way, shape, or form does what two other men do have to do with what you do? Explain that to me. Do they make your salary less? Do they, do they cause your residence to be different? What do they do other than you just don't like it? Now, I'm not saying that you have to like it. But it doesn't really, if you really sit down, if you cut off the, all the lights and thought about it for five minutes, and you say, how does it affect my life? It doesn't affect your life. It really doesn't. Now, you might, you, that person, suppose, suppose you and you found out after 30 years that somebody you've been cool with your whole, for 30 years, you found out that you were, they were gay. You would no longer instantly be cool with them? That's just a question. No, no, I'll be cool with them. Yeah, I don't have Okay, then, so nothing has changed other than they like guys. That's it. That's it. Most of the shit is dogma. You know who I blame for a lot of this? Dogma. This is dogma teached by parents. You know how you people, you just, we, we've been talking 10 minutes about how this shit comes from the outside? The hate is taught on the inside of the home. Uh, 
Nick, you're talking about that child that said, you know, I, I really can't be over there because my parents don't like blah, blah. It's not the child. It was, once again, it was the parents, right? Yeah, because he played with the kid every day. It's just he knows his mom don't like him around black people. I, I guarantee you, if you spoke to nine out of ten racists, nine out of ten racist parents, their parents were racist. Nine out of ten homophobes, their parents were homophobes. Just, okay, just the so- way it goes. People don't even think for themselves. They, 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 they're saying the shit that their fathers said. Their fathers, without, without evaluating, what the fuck did my father really ever do? How great a man is he? Who does he help? Okay, so, so suppose he, my, son, my son was gay, right? He could come to visit me anytime he wants to, but he couldn't bring his husband or boyfriend. Well, you know what? That, that's not allowed in my house, so. And it's not uh, it's not up to him to have the say on whether he can bring the person into my house. It's up to me. Listen, that one I'm a hundred and fifty percent behind you. I I I have a welcome wagon and it does have a cutoff. Yeah. I mean, because I don't even allow people to be barefoot in my house. So how the fuck am I gonna have uh, two men laying in a bed? Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't come to my house and, 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 and wear slippers. I'll kick you the fuck out of here. You're going to put on socks. I don't want to see your feet. So the last thing I want is is the chance that I'm going to hear two men getting it on and where I pay the bills. <laughs> That's not happening. That's not happening. I mean, and see, it just comes from personal experience. I've actually had that conversation. I have somebody with my bloodline who happens to be gay. Right. And I told them that they are always welcome, but they're not welcome to bring their partner with them. I mean, they get so what if they bring them to, like, dinner, but they don't stay No, there. no, no. Dinner is fine, but there's no overnighting. That's where you do that shit outside the home. See, yeah, I can't even I'm, overnight at my mother's house, and I'm not gay. She just won't allow you to have yeah. <laughs> your girlfriend over at the house, like, to spend the what? night. Yeah, now, I, I, me personally, I've been married for a long time, and me and my wife back in the olden days, and I call olden days like 10 years ago, we used to actually go to Virginia and stay at my mother-in-law's house because she got a house, right? Mm-hmm. We married at the time. Well, that's and, different. My wife would always say, you've never touched me in this house. And I'd be like, I would never touch you in this house. This is not, the, uh, this is not our domain. Yep. <laughs> but see, I don't know if the next person would respect that rules. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't, I had the unfortunate displeasure one time. Me and my wife were staying in a hotel in Philadelphia. And... Obviously, a gay couple was staying on the other side of the room, of the hotel room from us. And it was the vilest sounding sex that I ever heard in my life. I've seen uh, shit on nature that sounded more pleasant. I mean, this was the worst sounding sex. My wife woke me up. I was like, and I was like, why would you do this to me? And you just hear this other guy, I guess he's getting pounded in the ass, and the other dude is going, ah, ah. I was like, oh, damn, man, this shit is like watching, this is like living in Oz. It's like long Oz came to life. Live on stage, Adam Beasy is in your ass. So I'm like, no. So, but it's just, I, I, I just view it like it's not – I don't really care what the next person does 
FDA is consenting adults. I don't have no religious restraints that tell me that they're evil. I don't have my parents in my ear telling me they're evil. I don't have that. I don't have those influences. Why I ever thought of that, I don't even know. And and I, I should have been ashamed of myself. I was running around with nothing but gay people in the village to begin with. Who I went out with nightly, who I went over their homes, but then as soon as I got five feet away from them, I would say how much I hated them. And now that made me a, a hypocrite. I'm like, you know what? If I caught you late at night and you didn't see who I was, I'd hit you in the back of the fucking head. For what? You never did me anything wrong. You've always been good to me. Now, let's go back to one more commercial I thought was really funny. Shit don't stink. Do you remember that commercial? Uh, which ad was that? I don't remember that one. Febreze. It was a Super Bowl party, and he had a son who his whole life, his shit didn't stink. But they were like, you know, you holding a Super Bowl party right now, that ain't going to be everybody at your party. You better buy some Febreze. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> because the baby, the baby was shitting in a diaper, and they was holding it up to people's face. And they was like, oh, that doesn't smell like nothing. So he went through his whole life when the shit don't stink. <laughs> oh, man, so it's, uh, let's talk some basketball, man, unless y'all got some other thoughts on this NFL. Yeah, the one thing, uh, the Super Bowl, I like the Prince thing. Uh, a lot of people had a lot of grief with that. Because Prince himself said he didn't want to be put in that situation. Yeah, and you know why? He called it, and I, I just read his quote, his whole quote. He said it's demonic. He said, if you think about it, you're bringing a dead person back to life in a way. He said, if I was supposed to play music with Duke Ellington, we would have been alive at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because it was creepy, I have to admit, it was creepy when I watched Natalie Cole she was on a Grammy singing with her father who's been father, dead 35 yeah. years. That was kind of, I don't want to see, I don't want to see Tupac as a, uh, what do you call them damn things? A hologram. 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 I don't want to see Tupac and Biggie on a hologram. I don't, I, I just don't want to see it. I think Prince also said if, if, if there was an artist alive, I would have worked with him if I wanted to. Don't work with, don't want to work with you. Don't work with me after I'm dead. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, don't bring, leave me, let me I, I, I kind of respect that. Now, I forgot, before we move on, we have to talk halftime. Did y'all even bother watching halftime or you got up and went about your business? It was a snooze fest for me. I thought there was one major problem with halftime. I don't know if it was in New York, but I will tell you in North Carolina, the sound mix was shit. You couldn't barely <laughs> hear Timberlake. Yeah, some other people was talking about that too on online. You couldn't hear. You could hear the backups. You could hear that. I mean, it was. A, I, I, I give them credit for one thing. It was high energy, and people seemed to enjoy themselves. And I think that's the purpose of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it could have been worse. It could have been a lot worse than. Uh, I mean, when he got when when he sung that song, I got that feeling. I wanted to mm-hmm. kick my TV in. I fucking hate that song. That song is so Disney and three-year-olds. I hate that song. I always think well, that there's certain things for the money you don't do. Yeah, they couldn't Whose phone is that? Me. Stop it. 
they couldn't bring out Jay Z because he would have brought out Colin Kaepernick or something like that. So they had to play it with Justin. <laughs> I was like, Timberland. yeah, he could have brought out Timberland or somebody. I mean, all the songs he did was basically produced by Timberland. I I have one thing I don't like. Okay, he, he it was very good, and it could have been worse. It could have been the Mingles and Cardi B at halftime. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Could have been it could have been Little Uzi up there. No. Yeah. <laughs> Meek Mill or or what's the Gucci Mane? It could have got a lot worse. You know. You know what? I, I just feel like at the time Justin Timberlake ain't have nothing out, nothing for years. He has a new he just album. put out an album on Friday, right before the Super Bowl, and it's not good. So I'm like, uh, it, it was like yeah, he, he had just, to do he just, old songs. If he just put out, if he just put out a new album, he shouldn't be. The, he shouldn't have been the one on the. Uh, he shouldn't have been on the Super Bowl. He hasn't had an album in four years. Well, you know who screwed everybody. Sean Carter screwed everybody. Sean Carter screwed the Grammys because he was supposed to perform. Sean Carter told. He told halftime show, go fuck yourself. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and see, they were banking. They were almost banking for a whole year on Jay-Z being a halftime performance. They figured they were set with Jay-Z. Yeah, they didn't bank on a Colin Kaepernick situation happening. Yeah, so Timberland, or Timberlake, was kind of a late-minute replacement. Mm-hmm. You know, so... But, I mean, he pulled it off, and he pulled it off. He, it was entertaining. The crowd seemed to be alive. Yeah, he has hits, I, but because I'm like, I've what have you done for me lately? I mean, I've seen worse. Think about it. Diana Ross performed at the Super Bowl. She had had a song since, like, 86. Yeah, it was the same with Prince performed. I mean, at least some, those are iconic people. So I'm like, okay, Prince, Diana Ross, Michael Jackson. I'm fine with those. You know, I, I was... I thought Beyonce was horrible. Horrible. Matter of fact, I don't want to hear Beyonce sing shit ever about anything. I don't want to, I don't even want to ever see Beyonce. I am a, I don't want to see, give me Rihanna 50 times before I get one Beyonce. I'll take Beyonce performances over Rihanna performances, though. I love Rihanna. I'd rather look at Rihanna. I'd rather Rihanna songs. There is nothing that I could actually say. The only song that I've liked ever by Beyonce, other than when, what was the name of her with the girls? That's the child? Yeah. Now, somebody stop playing with your phone, please. That person right there. Um, the only song that I ever liked by Beyonce was Drunken Love. Out of everything she's ever done. That's the only song I've ever liked by her. So she's a waste, a waste of an artist to me. I don't listen to her music. I am not a, uh, I'm not a, a B or whatever the fuck you call a Beyonce fan. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not a member of the Hive. I, I, I don't want to listen to her. I don't want to hear Mariah. I don't want to hear Mary J. I don't want to hear those women. I pass on all of them. You can give me front row seats to all their concerts with dinner after with them. I am turning that shit down. I'll take the subway token. I'll take the subway token for $5, Alex, instead. 
I want nothing to do with them. They don't. They do nothing for me. At least Rihanna's had some banging, jumping songs that you could hear in the club. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 that, that that last album that people went crazy for Beyonce because she was dressed up in black and formation. I was like, this is bullshit. This is garbage. This is, this is just well, her fans who don't give a fuck. Yeah, Beyonce you know, they, is more like smell related. Yeah, and that's, I happen that's to all have a penis. Matter, yeah. That's all her subject matter. And, and Rihanna's so she, more, yeah. Rihanna's a party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And besides, you know what? I think she looks better. I'd rather look at her than look at Beyonce. I don't want to look at no mother of three. Mothers of threes just don't work for me. They just don't work for me. Shit, mother of one doesn't work for me. That's my kryptonite right there. A woman has always been safe with Doc once she had a baby. Always. (laughs) That shit is my kryptonite. I'm over 50. I never slept with anybody's mama. Can you believe that? Never one time. Not even a drunk night. Don't do it. Won't do it. Can't do it. Something came out of there. I don't want to go in there. <laughs> That's why I never wanted kids. That's why I never wanted kids. I couldn't sleep with a woman after she had gave birth. I'm done. Done. I don't know what kind of sick phobia that's called, but it's something. I can't do it. I've never dated a woman with a baby. I went out on a date with a woman with a baby. She lied and said that she didn't have a a child. (laughs) She told me the child was her niece, and I kept saying, why does this kid keep calling you mommy? You don't usually call your aunt mommy. (laughs) So we had one date. One date, and that was it. She asked me to stay tonight, and I told her, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Shit, it was one of the first conversations I had when I, I met my wife at first. You plan on having kids? Because if you do, I, I don't want to even go further than one date. Fuck this shit. I, it ain't for me. That's for other guys. There'll be, a, there'll be another guy. If you I like you, many, somebody else will like you. No telling how many baby fathers she has after that. <laughs> after you. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know what? I wouldn't even give a rat's ass, but it's it's just, you know, we all have our own thing. Like, you know, I, I, so we could have we could have won some money this weekend there, Mr. Doc, since you picked over the Hall of Famers. Yes, since you I picked over the Hall of Famers, we could have won some money. Yeah, I did pick them all. And you know what? The only one that I thought was in question was Brian Dawkins, and he got in too, so... I think this is going to be a this is a great class. What Ray Lewis, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, Brian Urlacher, and Brian Dawkins. That is a solid group of Hall of Famers, man. Yes. Solid group of Hall of Famers. And out of that group, Brian Dawkins might be my favorite. I don't like Ray Ray. Yeah, Ray Ray, Ray played this so. personally. Nah. Mm-hmm. No, no. See, I, I guess I have to separate the two. You got Ray Lewis, the football player, who I think is great. But Ray Lewis, the man, I can't buy into him. Any yeah. guy who paints his own hair black, I, I can't <laughs> buy into you. Once you start painting your hair yeah. on your head, I, I, and then when you always preach to some bullshit and you got like five kids out of wedlock, I don't want to hear from you. You can't keep having baby mamas and preaching the gospel. Not to me. I don't want to hear it. 
But Brian Dawkins was fun to watch. He used to come out in the field like a dog, and he played like a dog. I mean, I, I just enjoyed his game. I love Terrell Owens because he played for my Cowboys, but he lost me with the crying stuff. He cried too fucking much. <laughs> and I thought Randy Moss cried too much this weekend. I'm just not a big fan of – you lose me when you cry. I got, I got such fucked up rules, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a twisted person. I guess that's why, you know, I had a buddy of mine tell me, he said, why the fuck do you think we always called you strange when you were growing up? Because you got all these <laughs> stupid-ass rules that you have to follow. But I have to. <laughs> I got no choice, man. I don't don't fucking cry. Don't cry to me. Don't cry around me. I don't want to see it. You bring me down. I, I can't understand that. The concept of all the tears. Now, it is a big thing, man. I wanted to talk about Amtrak had a derailment. New York to Miami this week. A couple of people died. That's sad. I rode Amtrak within the last six months, man. Amtrak is a Fucked up experience, gentlemen. I am anti-Amtrak. Now, maybe you guys further up east, y'all got it good between New York and Washington. Y'all fine. Yeah. New York and Washington, you fine. You got those silver bullets, the silver streak. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But once you leave Washington going south, mm-hmm. man, it's like you on Mayberry Amtrak. Don't do it, man. <laughs> Get on the airplane. Get on an airplane. Mm-hmm. What did you say? I said that train stops everywhere in every little town. I took it's the Amtrak one time from Greensboro, North Carolina to New York. And I was like, what did I do this for? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I recently took it. We come up with the... Okay, well, here's screwed up. My mother-in-law, I went and seen her, I don't know, June, July, something. I think July 4th. So I'm not a big fan of driving five, six, seven hours. I'm not doing it. But I can't fly there because flying there is stupid. I would have to fly all the way into Baltimore or Washington and then still drive three hours into Virginia. (laughs) So I said, I could fly to Quantico. I mean, take the train to Quantico. The worst experience ever, man. I thought people were bad on Am- I mean on uh, Greyhound. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the even scummier scumbags are on the train. Because it's like nobody's watching you on that train. Oh. You know? And I, I, I don't get the fear of flying. So I was having a conversation with my buddy. Oh, man, I'm so scared to fly. I was like, man, you realize, you do realize that you don't know the day you're going to die. You don't know how it's going to happen. That's the one thing we don't get as humans. We have no fucking clue. And and don't think about death so much if it scares you. But people go up in that sky all day, every day. How many plane crashes you hear about? When's the last time any of y'all heard of a plane crash? I'm not talking about some little small plane. I'm talking about a major airline. Yeah. Uh, not a crash, but them damn Malaysian airline planes keep disappearing. Well, you know what? They 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 got some special shit going over there. But I mean, they, they don't even find them. <laughs> they, I mean, like that's where the aliens are picking them up. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know what? I I got over fear flying my first trip because my first trip that I ever took on an airplane was a very long flight. 
by myself all the way to Utah. Mm-hmm. Nobody I knew on the plane. I sat by myself. And when I landed, I was like, that shit wasn't bad at all. I mean, I've had some horrible flights. I've had flights with like two hours straight of nothing but a roller coaster. And you go, oh, my God, I can't wait. But you always say, you know what? The guy that's controlling this shit is on here, too. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've been on scarier uh, roller coasters. But so fear flying, I, don't, I think that's one thing that we as human beings, we have to separate ourselves from. It's all right to be nervous. And it's all right to be a kind of a jittery about doing something. But fear it gives anything too much power. I, find I don't like the word that- fear. I found out most people that scared the airplanes that I know never went away as a kid. So when they waited like 40s and 50s, they like, oh, I'm scared to get on the plane. I think if you take your kid away when they're a kid, they that, that they won't have that fear growing once they get of age. Right, right. And the first time I ever got on a plane, I was 18, and I went to the military. But my son, they've been on the plane since five years old, six years old today. So they hop up in the plane like, okay, let's go, let's go, ready yeah, to go. Yeah, most of the time, yeah, I'm not scared of anything. Yeah, I'm not. I have no <clears throat> problem with with plane. I'm, you know, what I'm more worried about on a plane than anything. That when the plane has landed, and we're just sitting there for about a. 20 minutes while all the dickheads in front of me are getting their overhead luggage oh, and slowly cool. distant. Because my thing of anything is claustrophobia. It has nothing to do with flying. I don't like the tight space. The tight space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you a question before we get out of here. Yeah. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. has to come up again. Please just answer this question. Do you believe that the moon exists? The moon? I do. The moon. The M-O-O-N. Do you believe the moon exists? Yeah. I mean, I'm saying without a 100% shadow of a doubt, do you believe the moon exists? Yep. Yep. Definitely. Okay. Odell Beckham is is with this new millennial generation who believe the moon does not exist, guys. The moon is a hologram. Oh, that they display every night? Yes. From where, we don't know. Between people who don't believe dinosaurs ever existed, man has landed on the moon. Now the moon doesn't even exist. So what the fuck is that in the sky every night? Well, I guess they don't believe in the solar system either. No, no, well, listen. The conspiracy theorists don't believe that there uh, is the the uh, solar system. There's no Saturn. There's no Mars. There's no Venus. There's no Moon. The only one they might give credit to is the Sun because they feel it. No, no. Anything I see, I give credit to. <laughs> well, you I know what? You can be fooled. So what happened when the hologram? Nah, um, yeah, the hologram. You can be fooled, but not that type. I mean, that's not a natural fool right there. That's the moon looks like the moon. <laughs> it looks like yeah. it's there in the sky. It doesn't look like no trickery. And the hologram technology is new. So when when was uh what was going on? The hologram, the hologram is still a hologram. Though. You can still yeah, but, tell that it's a hologram. What was going on in the sixties? We didn't see no moon. 
But you know what? You have, I, I have I have been dug. Listen, when you hear something that's totally insane, okay, if somebody came up to you tomorrow and said, there's no such thing as lions, mm-hmm. you're not going to listen too deeply after that no. to have find out why Odell believes. Why is there, there's like a movement now that it's the certain, moon is not real. There's certain topics that's not even debatable, man. Yeah, it, it's not worth going. I'm not digging that deep. First of all, until Odell Beckham gets a haircut, yeah. I'm not even really looking for him to have a good answer to anything. <laughs> you don't like he the ball? That's right. He just had a man hold him in the air as though he was yeah. the black swan. I don't <laughs> got really much concern yeah. about what he thinks about anything. But between him and Kyrie... And, and 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 my boy Marcellus Wiley, who debate, they debate that the man went to the moon. They debate that dinosaurs ever existed, and now it's to the point where the moon is not real. Black people got this thing for conspiracy. We love conspiracies more than almost any people on the planet. We really do. We don't Whether even believe moon, people. Are, yeah. Why, why we don't would, even. Yeah, why would you uh, put a moon in the sky if it's not, you know? What what purpose does it serve yeah. to make people think that there's a moon or not? I agree, <laughs> Drew. I guess, I guess that's just to sell planetarium visits. <laughs> you know, there's certain things that don't make sense. It's just like, yeah. I feel bad for kids. Kids today are growing up in a world where nobody has talent anymore. Nobody mm-hmm. has talent. Everybody that's in a position of power with talent is because they are of the devil. I mean, that's where we are. Talent doesn't exist anymore. The only reason Cardi B is Cardi B is because she signed a blood oath with Satan. (laughs) Other than that, it's not because she hustled, she worked hard. Some people actually believe in her and her talent. Nobody has talent anymore. I mean, it didn't... Me, me, me and uh, Ned have talked about this many times. And then you got the people who play into the shit right in your face, you know, <laughs> with the, covering the eye and the diamond. You know, I'm looking at a couple of my T-shirts in here. I, got, I didn't even realize I had T-shirts with upside-down triangles with eyes in them. No, I didn't even know I had them. <laughs> um, I mean, you know. And don't forget. The Illuminati. But that, yeah. that's what I was getting at. The Illuminati. If you, Bones, if you twist your ankle tomorrow climbing down the stairs, it's because the Illuminati put the oil on your step. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't even do anything. Uh, you can't drink water because the Illuminati controls your water. You can't take medicines or get shots because they control that. They made cancer. I mean, your TV programs are them. Oh, man, it's ridiculous. I mean, some conspiracies are fun, are fun mm-hmm. to kind of, like, listen to. And, and those are the ones like, who shot Kennedy? I, I can get with those kind of conspiracies. But, you know, my elbow hurts, and it's because Satan's in my arm. Get the fuck out of here with that one, you know. <laughs> 
I I I I think Satan is the greatest greatest thing ever. Not Satan. Don't I don't want to be twisted. I mean, it's the greatest conspiracy ever, so that man can never take responsibility for doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. You always have a fall guy. You always have a fall guy. I mean, when we were growing up, I don't I don't think this was as popular in your generation on that. But when we were kids, the devil made me do it was everywhere on TV. That was the line on TV. You watch a cartoon. <laughs> I mean, uh, Geraldine, Flip Wilson. Oh, the devil made me do it. This one, the devil yeah. made me do it. This way humans don't have to take responsibility. No, you chopped those people up, you fucking lunatic. <laughs> the devil didn't chop those people up. You chopped them up and, and then burnt their bodies. You know? Well, one one more thing before I get out of here, guys. What, if anything, can fix the Cavs? Are they hopeless? Uh, the trade deadline is this week, Thursday, I believe. They need to get rid of J.R. Smith, uh, Crowder, Isaiah Thomas, and then they could probably work on being fixed. They can't start. They can't start J.R. Smith. He was never a starter. Yeah, but he complained so much that Dwayne Wade was like, "Fuck it, I'll come off the bench." Yes, yes. When he was with the Knicks, he wasn't starting material. They just had him starting because that's the Knicks. But <laughs> and then you have Tristan Thompson who's making like sixty million, and ever since he having a Kardashian baby, he can't play basketball. Me personally, man, I say I'm the owner of that Cavs team who doesn't have the greatest relationship with uh, LeBron to begin with. I talked LeBron into giving me signing a no trades cause, and I get rid of LeBron. He's gonna. Hey, you know, well, if he gonna leave, don't let him leave for free. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I need, I need LeBron. I'm gonna put it to LeBron like this. Now you know what? I will publicly embarrass LeBron as the owner, and say he wants. To, I'll tell the people of Cleveland. He claims to love you. He wants to leave you with no groceries at all. He's leaving. We all know he's leaving. But he wants to leave you with no groceries. Let me trade you, LeBron. And I would say this shit to the media every single fucking day. They already don't like each other. Once you don't like somebody, there's no degrees that don't like. I, I mean, but I think that owner's an idiot. That's what yeah, I would do. Yeah. Cleveland, him Cleveland and, is him done him this and year. The Red, him and the Redskins owner. <laughs> yeah, this this season is a toast. Uh, love getting hurt killed him. Love getting hurt killed him because he was the most tradable guy on the team next to LeBron. Well, he was the uh, most tradable guy. If I'm not mistaken, Isaiah Thomas is on a one year deal. After this, he's done anyway. So he, they might lose him, and they may lose LeBron next year. So well, they go bring the team around. The thing about you know these what? guys, they have nobody plays defense. I am not even a, Isaiah Thomas. Yep, I am. Always going to back my shorties. Isaiah Thomas is a great six man. And that's all he should ever be. This guy is a liability. He can't guard. Oh, let me see. Javal McGee, mother, is one of the greatest female basketball players of all time. He couldn't guard Javal McGee's mother. And she's now about 60. Yeah. But because she's six foot one with a jump shot, 
He couldn't do anything with her. He's a he's not like Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson was really strong. Yeah. Yeah. And could jump through the moon and more athletic. Isaiah Thomas actually hurts your team. A hundred percent hurts your team. Defensively. And that's what the Cavs' issue is. They can't play a lick of defense. Yeah, it obviously shows that Boston won that deal. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Uh, when when the star player of a team, the number one, maybe the number one athlete, I would say, next to like Ronaldo in the entire world, says we shouldn't even be on national TV, you got a problem. Mm-hmm. That needs fixing like yesterday. And they seem like, the, and, and Tyrone Lue is just a fall guy. He's yeah. not a real coach anyway. Nope. <laughs> we know LeBron is like the fake coach and the GM anyway. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hello, gentlemen. It's been great. Yep. Thanks, man. Ah, uh, how was your? Uh, this is it. I seen you post about it. Was you uh, happy with the episode? Oh man, if no one's seen this show, man, I highly suggest everyone watching This Is Us. This Is Us. Okay. I've never watched the episode. Check it out. I I first thought that this show, I was like, this show sucks. I'm not going to watch this show. And uh, everyone was watching. I was like, let me see, give it a shot. This is some of the best writing ever done on a a drama, I guess. Is it as much crying as How to Get Away with Murder? Because I can't. I can't um, handle any more crying in my life. No, not no, not, not as far as crying, as far as uh, the cast members know, but um, I know a lot of people say it does pull at your heart, heartstrings. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? I, I did a TV show to make me emotional. I triple double dared. I watched it all. <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. I'm I'm not gonna get moved by your song or I mean I'm a human being but yeah, I used to see people post that on Facebook all the time. Ah I had to pull out four napkins. Well, then tighten up your panties and, and get some uh, pads, too. But uh, it's a fucking TV show. These people are, you know, it ain't Man, real life. It's, it's the episode of uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air his, where his dad come to town. And that last scene, always they always get me, like, a little watery or one eye. You know, I've never, oh. I, I've never got, I've never seen a movie that actually did that to me. I've seen movies that made me really, like, oh, man, that's some sad shit. But I've never caught myself like wiping a tear from a movie or TV show. I just I've never did it. I, I don't think I've ever been closed. But I mean I've been sad, like, damn, why you had to kill him? <laughs> you know. I mean shit. I tell you what's emotional. Watching the fucking Paralympics is emotional. Yeah. <laughs> the Special Olympics is emotional, but uh, I don't even know if I should be laughing at that. No, but I mean, damn. Listen, that's one of the commercials that fucked me up yesterday, but I loved it. They showed the baby with no arms nah, or no New legs. York, New York, New York make, makes you laugh at everything. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but you're going to gonna experience not, not, not evil, not in an evil way, but just, you know, we can bear it. So that's why we. Do you know why, June, I'll say this? Is because if you lived in New York, the chances are you've seen almost everything already. Yep. You've seen wow. the saddest of the sad to the happiest of the happy. Yep. You know, you've seen it. 
You, I mean, goddamn, the New York people, you done heard of the six-year-old shot dead, 90-year-old raped. You, so you get kind of hardened. It's, it's sad, but it's true. Yep. Life hardens you. Any of you gentlemen off? Y'all got uh, your call-in sick Monday? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm off stack my days. Yeah, I'm off today. Well, good for you. Even though I started out with uh, Bones by saying Super Bowl, day after Super Bowl Monday should be a national holiday. Yes, yeah, a national day. holiday. You know people got to, the drinkers got to recover. <laughs> yeah, they're going to go to work and be unproductive. <laughs> yeah. Unproductive, looking unshaved and discamped. Some of them didn't make it into this morning, especially if they Philly fans. Well, let's get out of here because I don't want to hold you. I can hold you guys all day, but I'm not going to do that. Right, right. All right, good talk to you guys. Hey, man, I I appreciate you all calling in. I really do. All right, have a good one. Catch you next time. Okay, peace. All right. Okay. Well, this is Doc here on behalf of Strange Talk with Doc. With special guests today, June, Bones, and Ned Boy, I'm going to just tell you like I always tell you people, peace.